0: And I believe that if you don't have a relationship with a higher power, who in my opinion is the God of the Bible, but like, if you don't have that, like you are really going to struggle. Like you will be lost at sea because you ultimately look at your yourself as the barometer of what is the best and the highest truth in the world. And I mean, we're we're small specks of dust in a giant universe. If so that's gonna be the way that you try and evaluate how how good life is in the moment. This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. 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 Download initiated. Initiate. Your quantum journey, a transformation, begins in three, two, 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 two one.
1: Welcome to the show. Today, my guest, Adam Landhelm, is a man driven by his faith and his passion to make a difference in the world. Adam believes in the power of relationships and finding your purpose, and he's here today to share his journey of transformation and the lessons he's learned along the way. From overcoming addiction to building successful businesses, Adam's story will inspire you to take action and embrace personal growth get ready to dive in deep as we explore the importance of relationships spirituality and a pursuit of purpose adam welcome to
0: life transformation radio thanks for having me on rob love to be here and just get to share what's been going on in my life and talk to you about the things that really matter i love it you know i gotta say so i met adam
1: uh through business and uh, we do a podcast together i produce his podcast gonna be released very very soon it's called patriot on purpose and um it's really incredible uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in today's show but i one thing i really like about you adam is you're very heart-centered and you're very family-oriented and you are achieving success and you've had a lot of obstacles in the way. And you have lived a life of transformation, very significant. So I'm excited to uh, peel that onion and delve deep into your life of transformation.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. You know, I think that my story can affect other people positively, at least like that's how I have intended to live my life. I think that through the struggles that I've had through my experiences, other people can learn something. You know, I don't have some insane story. Like some people have heard a testimony that you just like can't believe. But at the same time, like I believe all of us have something that is um, capable of imparting wisdom or imparting some other kind of, you know, a seed of hope. And so I'm hoping that that is exactly what happens here. Absolutely. So you grew up all over
1: the country because your dad was in the military. So tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah. So not only all over the country, but all over the world, my dad went wow. into the Navy to go to medical school. So he went in probably in the late seventies, I'd like to say, because I was born in 1983, just celebrated my 40th birthday last week, as a matter of fact. And I think the one thing that was really difficult about being a military brat was the lack of a home base. You know, a lot of people are rooted in a community or rooted in a place. They even have family that is deeply rooted in that same geographical area. And so like, you know, a generation upon generations are there for them to draw upon. And I never really had that. I think the longest I had ever lived in a place up until the time I was 18 was about three years. And at 18, I reached four years living in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is where my parents currently live right now. And so I think that that lack of connection really did, did a number on me. I was always looking for relationships to impart identity or just to fill me up in a way that I hadn't ever really discovered. And my family was great, but at the same time, like, you know, at some point in your early life, you realize, Hey, I'm on a trajectory and that trajectory has me leaving my family and going off and doing something by myself. So I can't Attach myself too much to my family. I need to figure out how to form relationships with others and form deep bonds. And yeah, I mean, that was probably something that has remained true up until the time that I have moved here to Iowa, where I've now lived for four years and I can see myself living forever or at least like having a home base here. It's like I think the idea of having a, a place of refuge, a home base, as I've said now four times, is really, really important for people.
1: Right. So growing up, so being a kid, did you know every three years you were moving? Uh, I is that kind of how it works? I'm not, for, I'm not familiar how that works. So is it every th- three years you just move? Is it like a clock and you have a calendar, like we're going to move in three years?
0: No, it tends to be um, really at the military's discretion. So you could be stationed somewhere for a month. You could be stationed somewhere for three years, five years. Um, really, again, like whatever. My dad was in the Navy, so whatever they felt like was necessary. I mean, there were points where um, they didn't want to move him, so they just had him deploy. So, you know, like I remember during Desert Storm, I thought my dad was going to have to deploy to Kuwait. Fortunately, he did not, but we had a significant number of people who were on base at that time deployed to Desert Storm, and then during what was it, 1992, I believe they deployed him to Cuba during the Haitian refugee crisis. So he was gone for four months. That was when I was in second grade, and that was super hard. And then other times he would deploy randomly for like a couple weeks, two or three weeks. Um, but it, it's not so much a clockwork like there's no schedule, but you know that not only is it a distinct possibility, it's going to happen at some time. You're gonna move. Wow, because I
1: remember growing up and. You know, I thought I was going to be around my friends forever. And I grew up with them, my buddy Scott and Gordon and Jason. And, you know, we played every day and caused trouble. And, you know, I, w- I was from when I was as long as I could remember, they were my neighbors, same exact age, one or two years apart. And, you know, we spent, did sleepovers and, you know, built forts and, played stupid guy, you know, boy games and, you know, threw ourselves off of, of, of Hills and played stuntmen and all that stuff. And, you know, that's your formative years. And then I know when I was 10 years old, um, I moved and it was like one of the most devastating things that ever happened because we were apart and it, it didn't, it didn't last. So did you keep your relationships as you kept moving or did you just keep things um, kind of uh, not super integrated with other people because you're like, I'm going to move again anyways? Or did you just go all
0: in? No, didn't really keep any of them alive. Part of that being because you and I grew up in a time where the Internet was not something that we had. Immediate yeah. access to. So, you know, it's not like I could have gotten on Facebook and said, Hey, what's up? And now I have connected with a few people, but not with any meaningful intention. Just like, oh, there's that person that I used to go to school with. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember, there was one kid who I was friends with from like, well, this is even after my dad got out from like third grade yeah 3rd grade to 8th grade and then I moved again but this not this time it wasn't because of the military it was just my dad was starting his own private practice in North Carolina and so I tried to maintain that relationship for a little bit but i think that you realize that most of the times distance really does Create a barrier, um, unless you have something yeah. that binds you. Like I work in a virtual office, so I'm naturally integrated with people who are thousands of miles away. But as soon as the weekend rolls around, it's as if they don't exist. And I, I hate that that's even true, but it's just like it is how it is today. So with the people that I grew up with, yeah, I mean we no longer keep in ba- or keep in touch. Although this is kind of funny, not all that long ago, one of the girls who I was on base with in Japan when I was about five reached out to me. She's like, do you remember me? And I was like, yeah. Was like, Why are you talking to me? <laughs> she just was like, my mom was talking about your mom and I just figured I'd try and find you. And I was like, wow, that's really funny. So I tried to connect my mom to her mom. And now I believe they're talking in some capacity. That's wild.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting when people come out of your past, like way far back from your past. I had someone that came out and reached out to me I've been out of high school for a long time and um, we were in high school together. And she just reached out and, like, hey, how's it going? I was like, good. <laughs> it was just, uh, first of all, I didn't know who she was because her name was different. And I, I didn't, it, it's very interesting how you must be living rent free in their, their minds. Or I, I don't know what makes someone call someone after you know decades.
0: Yeah, that's uh I'm not going to say it's strange, but it certainly is something that I would never consider doing. But you know, I think what is really important in this part of the conversation is just the the necessity of strong relationships and yeah. why it's so important to find your people. You know, I um I remember when I was in high school, I got into snowboarding. So I grew up in North Carolina. Snowboarding on the East Coast is a thing, despite what people might believe. It's just not great. And so I kind of qualified people that I was friends with as if they were like a snowboard buddy. So basically, like, could I go out and have adventures with this person? Could I be locked in a car with them for 10 hours, on the chairlift with them for 10 hours, spending like the night in a cabin and do that for a week? Like, is that the kind of person that I could be with? And it's like, okay, if that is the kind of person they are, then they're a snowboard buddy. But everybody else I just kind of regarded as an acquaintance. And then there's also right. a part of me that, I mean, from a young age and for whatever reason, I wanted to be married like very badly. It became unhealthy at some point in my late 20s when I was starting to obsess about being married and not, but I digress. Um, the whole Did point, you know who
1: you're going to marry or you're just like, I'm going to find my wife?
0: I used to say it like this, like some way that, or the way that some people believe, hey, I have to be a lawyer. I have to be a doctor when I grow up and they like work doggedly at becoming that. I was like, I have to be married. Like that's what I was created to be. Um, a husband. And part of the reason for that, again, is just like the relational aspect. Like when you get married, you end up knowing that person and they know you better than anybody else. Like your, your family will never, like your parents and your siblings will probably never know you as well as your spouse. And so right. again, like that just speaks to the importance of relationships because relationships aren't also, are, aren't just about being known, but they're also about helping you know yourself better. You know, like as you spend more time with a person, you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> I'm really not as great as I once thought I was because they are honing you into a better version of yourself. And that's, again, part of why relationships are so important. And so, you know, I, I sympathize with people who don't have strong relationships because that does not produce in them the best version of themselves that they could be.
1: Yeah. Relationships are are incredibly important. And I'm with you. I tend to have my tribe, my, my, my people. And, you know, one of the things that I do, even in business, if I, you know, really want a client is, and it sounds funny, but would I want to sit down and break bread with them? Would I want to be in a kitchen and cook with them? Would I want to have a meal and more intimate would be family style. Like, you know, we put all the thing and you have a little bit and I get a bit and we share. That's very important to me that you can share a meal with people. Having people in your life that you can be vulnerable, because people are more vulnerable when you just have family style and you're just talking. And I love in-depth conversations. I love real conversations. Um, I don't like to talk about what's necessarily going on in the world. I like to find out what's going on with my friends, my tribe, right? How are they doing? You know? Um, and also having people in your life that are genuinely interested in what you're doing and
0: not yeah. one sided. Not letting the world, what's going on in the world impact that is really important because like a lot of people just get wrapped up in current events and yeah. the news cycle and I don't think that that's wrong necessarily, but what really matters is like when people look at all the specter of things going wrong in the world, it's because they know that if it goes wrong enough, then these relationships that we have are potentially impacted negatively. Like they may cease to exist. And so that's why right. like people get so um, upset about what's happening. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, like the things that I hold most dear the relationships that I, that I have with my family and friends are in jeopardy. And so they fixate on that. But like, Ultimately, like if people just, in my opinion is that people focused on the relationships and building those up, then these kinds of bad things wouldn't happen in the first place.
1: Yeah. Almost like keeping in your bliss bubble, which I think is really important. And, you know, I call them my ride or die. Like, seriously, my, my ride or die. If I know that in my tribe, if I was to receive a call in the middle of the night, and they needed something, I'm there. And I know that if I ever needed something, you know, they're there. So I'm there for them, they're there for me, and um, just knowing it is, you know, pretty remarkable. I mean, it, it, it sounds silly, but I am not handy in any way, shape, or form. Like, just not. Um, I try to do stuff around the house and I do it really miserably. Um, I had a toilet that was unseated. You know, it, it just wasn't in the uh, the groove. I tried. I replaced um, things. I kept going to Home Depot and kept trying to do it because I wanted to do it. I mean, I'm a grown man. I figured I want to fix my toilet. And and also there's a metaphor, you know, you got to take care of your, you know. <laughs> um, and so I tried and it didn't work. And it's it's there and friend on the other day and they're like, Oh my God, this toilet. It's like a, you know, it's like a ride. It moves left and right. I'm like, Oh God, don't do that. So um, I had mentioned to a friend of mine, he goes, Hey, what are you doing? I go, I'm on my way to Home Depot. I got to fix my toilet. And he goes, he goes, what's wrong with it? And I go, Oh, it's not there. And he goes, Oh, he goes, um, you know what? I got some free time. Uh, let me, let me meet you at Home Depot. So he's nowhere close to Home Depot. And, um, he's like, you know what? Um, go home and then we'll go to Home Depot. I'm like, all right. And so I drove home and then he's like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. But he dropped what he was doing and showed up and then looked at the work that I'd done. And it sounds kind of funny, but apparently I, def- I decided that, I could add more elements to the thing that holds the toilet on. And so I kept adding more brackets and more brackets. And he's like, what is this, like a rector set? I didn't know what I was doing. And he goes, you're so lucky. He goes, this could have flooded your upstairs. It would have been really, really bad. So he fixed it. And um, that was, it was so nice, you know? Um, I didn't even have to ask. And it's just like, he's needed stuff. And I just took care of stuff. It, it's neat to have your own tribe where, you got their back. And they don't have to ask. You just kind of help them.
0: Yeah. And there's so many people now who don't have that, especially as people begin to live their lives online more so. And I, I mean, I yeah. am especially, I shouldn't say worried, but I look at what's happening with the generation under me. So I'm still a millennial and you've got the Gen Zs. And they're just living almost entirely online, which is why when you think about the, um, the metaverse and all this, like, hey, we're going to have completely digital lives like that sounds awful. Like it's not a way I'm not to, interested at all. No, it's not a way to foster relationships. It's a way to feel even more isolated. And it, of course, like that neglects the fact that if you're going to live your life online um essentially like and you don't get physical touch then you really are and it's not only like you're missing out on a, something qualitatively different like you need that you need the hormones that are emitted by having physical touch with other people oxytocin and of course like the dopamine and the serotonin that comes from good conversation not from like dunking on somebody on twitter like that's just like the opposite of how how we should be living yeah so, i have
1: yeah. a a really good friend um and she just got a job as a teacher at a uh, junior high and man she has been sick like a dog she got covid and strep throat and bronchitis and da and da 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 and she called work and they go yeah that's just what happens when you get a job at school they you know every every everything you could possibly imagine is on these kids bodies and hands and everything and they touch everything. So you got to get your immune system up. And so it's devastated her. So she's been locked down for the last week or so. And, um, she, she needed something from me and I, I was going to leave it on, on the, uh, on the front porch and she's sick. And, uh, I just walked out when she pulled up and, um, I said, you know, can I give you a hug? And it was probably like a 10 minute hug. She's like, Oh my God, I needed this so bad. I needed yeah. this so bad. And she's texted me twice. She's like, Thank you so much. And absolutely. And you know, it is unfortunate that people get so wrapped up in their online persona where it's not real. Right. Where they communicate. And um, it's just you know, we're older, so it, it, it definitely feels incongruent, but these you know, the younger it's in their DNA. You know, you go to the store and these kids just have their iPads and their iPhones in their hand and they don't look at anything else. They walk around, they bump into stuff and it's just like, wow, you know, I, I work really hard to not have any screen time on the weekends. I can really, really work hard I put my phone away. Just don't look at it. Just don't look at it. I want to be with the people that I'm with because Ultimately, that's that's all we have. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and things are kind of scary out there. And so we need to be um, and spend as much time as we can with people that we love. Mm-hmm. That's just so important right now.
0: Yeah. And from those relationships, you can actually harness the power of those relationships to improve your your own life as well as people's lives around you like i mean just with what we've been doing in work lately um the past couple months have been extremely hard for us as a business we have been the victims of sabotage so people have stolen our assets and then used them to try and sell their own products they have done stuff to our advertising accounts which has nearly crippled us i mean we went from uh, a point of really solid successful sales days and we were down 80% within like 10 weeks because of all of the um, concerted efforts of whoever it was to sabotage us. I mean, I have my ideas, but that's not the scope of this conversation. And, right. you know, if I didn't have friends that I was like tight with or if I didn't have my family and if I was just on my own as an entrepreneur who um, formed my identity out of the money that I was making and the, the success that I was having, I would have been in a really bad place. But fortunately, we've been able to rectify that. And more importantly, is like I didn't have to sacrifice. I didn't have to sacrifice long, like excessively long nights or um, time away from family in order to get to a place where we were on the upswing and, you know, because I have these strong relationships, I was able to move past this difficulty and ultimately like I'm still able to build the business, hire more people satisfy more customers, add value to the marketplace. And, you know, if again, like I'd look at, I look at the relationships that I have with my family and friends as being one of the biggest linchpins. And of course, like, you know, we don't have to talk too much about this, but like my relationship with God was also fundamental for that. And I believe that if you don't have a relationship with a higher power, who in my opinion is the God of the Bible, but like, if you don't have that, like you are really going to struggle. Like you will be lost at sea because you ultimately look at your, yourself as the barometer of what is the best and the highest truth in the world. And I mean, we're, we're small specks of dust in a giant universe that so that's going to be the way that you try and evaluate how, how good life is in the moment.
1: Yeah. Kind of like Horton, here's a who from Dr. Seuss, you know? We are just a little speck. I, I believe wholeheartedly that there's a lot more than just us. Like, just, there has to be.
0: Yeah. It,
1: it, there has to be. And, um, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, I think spirituality and um, really tapping into source um, of the universe and God However you frame that is, is so important. I don't think as humans, we really can um, survive. I think it turns us into mm, not machines, but, but somewhat empty. You know, it, it fulfills you to have spirituality in your life and to... Um, Believe that you're not alone. To know that you're not alone is a very significant um, in people's lives. I mean, it's just very, very significant to know that you're not alone. Yeah. And you have support, and that's really important, especially in today's you know craziness that's going on.
0: Yeah, I can think of uh, how C.S. Lewis – writes it i don't know exactly what he said but he just he mentions in one of his books about us as people looking for purpose and if there wasn't a higher power who created us we wouldn't be out there looking for purpose the same way that like you know a pot is put onto a stove to heat up water because that's its made purpose like a pot isn't thinking not that it's you know alive and thinking but like <laughs> a pot's not thinking to itself hey i am a roof um but it, you know we as people are created and we're always wondering what that purpose is and if you live life devoid of the knowledge of your purpose which could be multiple things like i look at my purpose as to love god and then love people and then everything else that i do is an outflow of that and then i'm able to move into seasons of difficulty and out of them with a grace that i wouldn't have if i didn't have that purpose again like if i thought it was just all about me and what I could get and like how I could stack the deck in my favor continuously, like seasons like this would be a lot more crushing. And I would probably yeah. devolve back into um, behaviors and habits that I had when I wasn't a believer uh, the way that I am now. Because like my part of my story is I was a drug addict for 10 years now. People will tell you that you can't get addicted to weed. And I will tell you if you are breaking into people's homes to steal it, then you are addicted. And I used to do that. And wow. yeah, I know. Um, it's because I didn't believe truly, like I didn't believe I had a purpose. Or at that time I had rejected God. I was just like, I don't really need this. Like, you know, here I am a student of Western materialism and postmodernism. And I thought like people who believe in God are idiots. Because like, why would you need some sky daddy to give you not even like I was thinking in terms of this. I was just like, it's just ridiculous. Like i look at what's happening in the world of religion. I'm just going to reject that. And then I do that. And I find myself at rock bottom with a gun in my head. And, you know, those are the kinds of things where, I, you know, I was rescued from that, in my opinion, by God. So, and I was given a purpose and I was given like resources in the form of relationships. And I was able to turn the corner. I mean, it's it's a crazy story and it takes a long time to talk about, but like I, I went from a place of making, yeah, like actually licking stamps, well, not licking them, but like um, stuffing envelopes with a sponge and licking them with a sponge so that they would close and making $50 for eight hours of work to being where I'm at today in control of three different companies that produce gross revenues of almost $40 million. And it's just because like I was able to understand that I had, purpose and i had relationships that were bolstering me as i moved through the difficult seasons of life and you know i'm here today in a relatively good season more difficult ones are going to come most assuredly and it's like if i didn't have those two things serving as backstops not even as backstops like as the skeleton of who i am then it would be a really hard path forward and i, I don't think i'd actually be around to continue on the path i'd like to think that if i didn't have these i would prefer to take myself out knowing who i used to be i just wouldn't have the the gumption or the um the fortitude to continue living because you know i have been at a place where i wanted to die and like almost did it so
1: wow well i'm glad you didn't because i i love having you in my life i think you are a very heart-centered man i think you're just have a beautiful soul and I, I know you're here for a purpose. You use the word purpose a lot. And I'm glad you overcame that. And, you know, people not wanting to be on this earth um, is a pretty common thought. Yeah. And, you know, on, on this show, um, we've had many conversations of people that have wanted to take their lives and have actually attempted and come really, really close. And the fact that you overcame that um, you know, really shows who you are. And, you know, the fact that you have transformed of where you were to where you are today is once again, really significant. It's something that you should be proud of and, you know, you should be applauded for. You know, it's, it's not how, it's not the mistakes you make in life. It's how you, and I'm gonna say mistakes, but it's not the choices that you make in life and where you are. It's how you transform from those and overcome those obstacles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. You know, I think failure is actually a good thing because without it, one, you wouldn't learn any lessons. And two, you wouldn't right. have an opportunity to overcome. And then I guess if I'm going into a third point, it's like you wouldn't be able to appreciate the times when you do succeed. Like, I think I probably fail nine out of 10 times in what I do. And these are minor failures, right? Like, it's not like catastrophic things. Like, go wrong but the experiments that we make or the way we set about to do something and find oh that didn't work that didn't work and you know like a lot of people just give up as soon as they encounter some kind of difficulty in their lives because it's just it's too hard and they don't want to have to push forward on that and so they settle for something that is less than what they um, could achieve and I think that's like that's the vast majority of people like I I've I have a lot of friends who I believe are more than capable of accelerating in their lives, and yet they were they're content to live at the status quo because it's just easy. Um, and I, I challenge them on that. And some of them have been making moves to improve their lives, but far too many people don't. So, like, just even having the the sen- the semblance of a thought to improve and then working on that just like in incremental phases is something that also should be applauded because like I think that it's very easy again now especially to watch other people live these lives of opulence on Instagram or wherever and to get discouraged is so easy and so like if every day you're just doing one thing different to improve your lot like just taking one step and putting it in front of, or one foot and putting it in front of the other really should be um, encouraged and applauded because like so many people don't do that. And after a while, like, I think, how does the phrase go? Like the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And if you're willing yeah. to keep doing it, then you will end up having traversed a thousand miles. It just might take you longer than you thought. And actually everything takes longer than we thought. At least like everything. good. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think anything good happens within a timeframe that we would expect. But I do believe that there are, Times in our lives when bad things happen almost way quicker than we could imagine. And that's why, like, having the patience to endure is going to prepare you for when something bad happens.
1: Yeah. And having a bunch of little wins in your life ultimately turns into a big win in your life. And you're allowed to take yeah. baby steps in life, you don't have to take these giant, momentous leaps in your life. You know, one of the things I talk about in my book, The Law of Action, is, is overcoming fear. And people think that they have to overcome the biggest fear they have. Well, what I've determined and learned is that when you overcome just a little fear and another little fear and a little, another little fear, it allows you the opportunity to overcome the big fears. It's almost like working out. It's almost like building that muscle. It's it's getting that freight train of your life moving. Because it doesn't, you know, if you're sedentary in your life, not like just sitting on a couch, but you're just not doing anything to excel in your life and you're sitting there in the status quo. It takes a lot to get some movement. But when you start, it's like pedaling that bike up a hill. You start, you know, first gear. Oh, yeah, just keep going and pedal and pedal. And that inertia, that momentum takes off in your life and incredible things happen. People show up in your life that you never thought would be there. Opportunity shows up because when you're different, different things occur. When you're living in the status quo, life just kind of is what it is. I mean, that's kind of why people think we're in a simulation because as you stay in your NPC mode, it Nothing changes, but when you break it free and you start doing things differently and really striving for difference in your life and achieving things that you, you know really desire and wanting to make a difference, your life just becomes somewhat magical because it's just the way it works. Everybody that I know that's successful, when they are different and they become the person that they need to be to have the success that they want, magic happens.
0: Yeah. And I think a distinction can also be made around success and being wealthy. So I think a lot of times people have a correlation between, Hey, that person has a lot of money. They're successful. That's probably true in some instances, but not in many. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of money and are not successful in maintaining relationships. They're not successful in managing right. their vices. They're not successful in this, that, or the other. So success really is like a responsibility to yourself and to managing like so many areas of your life as opposed to just having a financial indication of your, your status as a successful person. Because, like, I would rather be successful at having, like, healthy relationships and maintaining a healthy body and doing other things as opposed to just having, like, a particular dollar sign associated with my name and then having a, an image to, like, um, convey success without actually being successful. Because, like, that's kind of like the emperor with no clothes, right? Like, that guy is the yeah. emperor and there he is looking like a, a buffoon. Um, and then something kind of wanted to touch on that you were talking about earlier about like those small little wins, like first off, or like, you know, not taking on tremendous fears or like, I don't, I don't remember exactly how you phrase it, but for sure, if your life is just filled with like a ton of major risks that you have to take and overcome in order to move forward, you should probably reevaluate because it shouldn't be that scary all the time. It's going to be scary right. on occasion, but like if all this like if every moment feels like you've got a gun to your head, there's probably a few things that you could go and undo to manage the stress and to bring down the, you know, the, the responsibility or just like whatever you might want to call that. And then um the other thing like in the Bible it just talks about how if you are like Jesus says, he who is entrusted with a little and like manages it well will then be entrusted with something great or more significant later on. And so just like stewarding those uh, those responsibilities or those choices and understanding like, hey, these are these are put into my path on purpose right like i i have an opportunity here to do something with this and a lot of it just comes down to what's in between your ears like how how are you interpreting this in your mind and are you going to allow this to transform you and make you into a better person or are you just going to kind of let these challenges steamroll you and turn you into some like a you know a ball of stress that's yeah. not not healthy to be around or to even be like nobody wants to be abolished stress all the time
1: no life life is too precious and you know it's important to know that taking little bites of something is a lot better than taking no bites of something and it may be painful but you're gonna get through it and it's important to actually make that effort to get through it and not take you know, the giant bite, because the giant bite doesn't always work. You know, they talk, how do you eat an elephant? One, one little bite at a time. Yeah. No, what are some things that you do to um, live a life of transformation? Um, I, I, I know you read the Bible, um, and I, I know, do you meditate? Uh, do you read uh, personal development
0: books? Uh, do you go for walks? What do you what do? You do? So yeah, definitely the Bible. Um, I have a devotional that I go through. I try. I don't meditate, not in the not in the sense that most people are familiar with. I do try and just practice um, coherent breathing, which is five seconds in, five seconds out, five seconds in. Powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. Really, really good. I mean, it, there is empirical evidence to show that that can change the pattern of your heart. And like your heart rate variability, which is a metric that they observe for longevity and for your ability to react to stress and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I work out. So that's a big one. Um, another thing that I do that is probably unconventional is I manage my schedule. I refuse to work. All, I refuse to work on Saturdays. I haven't worked a Saturday in years. And that usually extends into not working on Sundays as well. I will allow for work on Sundays if there's something that needs to be done, but I will not work on a Saturday. Sorry, protect that time because like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're also aware of this, like you could work seven days a week, 365 days a year and still not get enough. 24 done. hours a day. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's always work to be done. Yeah. So I steward that time and I do the same thing in the work day. I've been better about this since my uh, second child, my daughter was born two years ago, but like, I'm pretty much done at five o'clock. Like this evening I'll be done at five and then my wife and I will, we'll, we'll all spend time eating and then hanging out, put the kids down and then my wife and I will be together for an hour and a half. And then I'm going to get about an hour's worth of work done later in the evening because I was sick yesterday. But anyways, like right. protect my time. I think that's really important because time is so much more valuable than income. Um yeah. so I try and eat well and so by that that means for me eating whole foods um I don't do vegetables I kind of have Dr. Paul Saladino in his book The Carnivore Code says that vegetables are bad and I kind of bought into that cuz I never liked them in the first place and now that a doctor's telling me I don't need to eat them that's been helpful <laughs> Uh are you on that carnivore diet It's not quite carnivore it's animal based so I'll do meat wow. dairy fruit uh, you can do, you can do roots and stuff like that. But again, like I'm not a strict adherent to it either. Like I don't want to be one of those people who is unbudging in, in dietary concerns, but I at least think like having something that is like considered a healthy diet as a way to do, transform. Because like, again, like you're transforming requires energy. And if you don't have good sources of energy, then yeah. it's going to be that much more difficult to transform and to level up. Uh, I'm constantly in pursuit of knowledge. So I did not like school, but I loved learning. So I've always yeah. like, I shouldn't say always listening to a podcast, but like if I'm doing something like manual, like out in the yard or whatever, or, you know, brushing my teeth, I try to listen to learn. I do recognize that there are times where I should probably not have headphones in and spend time just thinking and spend time coherent breathing or whatever. So but i still think like learning is going to be fundamental to leveling up in any capacity and relationships like that's the big thing too is like they give you so much life and i don't think that you can for one i don't think you can transform if you don't have other people speaking into your life and one exposing your exposing your flaws because that's really important if you allow something that is negative in your life to continue to manifest and you don't have anybody speaking to it and saying, hey, this is a problem that I see. Like you're on a train ride to hell for sure.
1: Oh, my friends do that, don't they? <laughs> oh, yes, they do. They just call me out. And yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Like if I get stuck on something and I, you know, we went out and they said, you know, we want you to come to dinner, but please don't talk about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've talked about it enough. <laughs> don't talk about it anymore. and. uh I said, okay, you know, because you don't know what you don't know. And I'm all about boundaries.
0: Yeah. I think that if you have people who are willing to tell you where you're being self destructive, then that's going to allow you to progress. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Like, there's probably a few other things, but I, I think the other thing is just to challenge my paradigm um, to not hold any idea that I have as sacrosanct and unchanging. So, you know, I change ideas or change my opinions on things frequently. I do have some things that I will not change my ideas on, but those are usually fundamental to human nature, not necessarily to like behaviors that I'm involved in. And I, I also think like a, the, probably the most important thing is just believing that I can change. I believe I'm incredible, malle- incredibly malleable I think that the person that I am today is going to be a pale reflection of who I can be in a year from now or two years from now. And I've never, and this is a gift, I believe, that comes from God. Like, I've never doubted that I was called to be something great and not great for my own purposes. Like, again, this comes down to having purpose. I believe that, like, I am meant to affect change in the world in a very positive way and to help other people love their lives and so like just imagining myself to be a conduit of blessing is also a way to allow me to transform because like i believe that i am moving into a space that was created for me before the beginning of time and i am just like living out that purpose like that's really how i can walk confidently knowing that hey something here is happening that i don't necessarily control that i play but that i play a part in and i don't have to worry about it like because it's already there for me for the taking and like those so that kind of gets into like the law of attraction and the secret which i don't really buy into but like i think that they and i'm not saying i'm not being dismissive of them because like i think there's a fundamental truth there uh jesus even says like if you seek he will find so like if you're out there asking the right questions and you're thinking about something and you meditate on it enough, like that's kind of the direction that your life will begin to take hold. So, that's probably one of the most important things is just like understanding or believing that, like, I can be different and I will be different. I think that, you know, the reason that we did this is there are so many people who look at what America once was. And I, I, when I say that, I mean like from 1776, probably up until like 2000. And they're like, man, Back then, or up until then, we were on the right track. And somehow we have derailed. And now there is a very oppressive feeling that is alive, but the spirit the spirit of patriotism is still alive. And that's what's getting repressed. And of course, there's a conversation, as you mentioned, around the word patriot. Now it's polarizing because people want to say that a patriot is a terrorist, like it's a homebred terrorist. And it's like, no, a patriot is somebody who believes in the fundamental values that were espoused in the constitution, you know, the right to self-determination, the right to pursue happiness without interference from the government or from other people. And what we want to do is like continue to allow that spirit to be present. And of course, like we want to give voice to those who feel like they have no alternate alternate way to talk about these subjects. And it's, it's just unfortunate that this is where we're at, but like I, I have a lot of hope. Um, I think that there's, there are plenty of reasons to be afraid right now, but I think it's better to have hope than to give into fear. And so with the, Patreon on Purpose podcast, I believe that we're going to be able to show for the wider world, most specifically the country that, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with red or blue right now. It has everything to do with the spirit of what was once alive in America—that 1776 spirit that threw off the shackles of British tyranny and said, "We can live our own lives free from oppression." And let's continue to do that. And you know, I, I'm hoping that people galvanize around this truth that what's happening right now within the United States is not okay. And but most of us are the same. We all want the same things. At least most of us want the same things. And we, if, we get all, if we all get on the same page, there's a very good chance that the current trajectory that the United States is on could be redetermined and we would end up in a better place than where we imagine we might be here in the next few years. My fingers are definitely crossed for that to happen. Adam, thank you so much. I'm really happy that our
1: paths crossed and that a really cool friendship is developing. I'm so excited to be with you as you begin your podcast journey. I know that your show is going to be incredible.
0: Thanks, Rob. The sentiment is shared equally. I'm so thankful to have you as a friend, as somebody who is helping us break into podcasts. You know, I've, I've loved them for a long time. So for us to be able to play in the space is really exciting. And I feel confident that we've got the right team on our side. And so... I'm hopeful that people who hear this message today um, who are listening to Life Transformation are going to be able to take something away from this and that they will be able to also reframe their the conversation around patriotism in their own mind and realize that they probably too are patriots despite what um, they may have been led to believe about their patriotism before. Thanks again for being here today. Thank you, Rob. It was great being here. Look forward to talking to you soon. Oh, you
1: definitely will be talking to me again soon. I think we have a team meeting in just a few hours. Thanks again, Adam. And thank you so much for your support for listening to Life Transformation Radio. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with our very special guests, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time.
0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Download
1: complete.